minutes if we don't get too wild this morning. I want to shake hands with our neighbors, and uh, so let's stir around this morning and shake hands with our neighbors. We want to welcome them this morning, so go ahead. We always want to take uh, a few minutes, and I think it's a good thing every now and then to stir around and shake one another's hand and have good fellowship with one another. And uh, I just I think it's a good thing, and uh, always want to try to. Let the love that God has placed in our heart shine forth. And we're always so very thankful for our visitors and always want to encourage them to come and be in service with us once again. Anything else on your heart this morning before we change the course of the service? Anything? As always, I stand in the great need of your prayers today. I've had a couple of thoughts and our thought this week is very simple uh, but it seems to me that sometimes the most simplest things is sometimes the hardest things for us to grasp and I don't really know why it's that way but Jesus told those some of the Jews and 
there, I'm not going to take a reading lesson from there, but in the 8th chapter of John, he, he told them, he said, you're my disciples indeed. He said, if you follow my word, and he said, for you know the truth, and he said, the truth shall set you free. And this morning, when we think about what it is to be a disciple, to be a follower of Christ, as he is told us to take up the cross and to follow after Him. And the emphasis of the words being, follow me. And sometimes uh, those things can uh, seem hard as the world uh, pulls us away and, and draws our attention away from following Christ. And I am always put it this way, He never told us that following Him would be easy, but uh, I, as the... the there's a song uh, that the Sneed family sings uh, that says, uh, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And uh, there's no turning back. Uh, I'm thankful for what God has done for my life. No, I, it hadn't always been easy, but it has been a blessed road. And God has been uh, far better to me. How often do we say when someone asks us, have you been this week or have you been? Most people say, better than I deserve. And... Uh, but how true do we mean that? Uh, we are blessed beyond what we deserve. God has been far greater to us or to me than I deserve. Uh, he's been good. I want to, my thought this morning would be on the thought of compassion and forgiveness. And I want to look at these things today and uh, focus on these two words. And I want to take this morning... Uh, I'm going to take a verse of text or two verses out of James, and then we'll be going over into Jude. So I want to look here in James, in the first chapter, first chapter of James, in the 19th and 20th verse, and we'll also be going over into Jude. First chapter of James, 19th verse, says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And also over in Jude this morning, in the first chapter, only chapter. And uh, there are several things here in Jude we might point out. But I want to, if you will, look over in the 20th verse. He says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. And I want to stop there for just a few moments as we look there in what James says and we find that James said that uh, a man ought to be uh, swift to hear in the sense that we need to open up our ears and if you'll go on further down there in James he declares that we are not to only be hearers of the word but to be doers also of the word and certainly when we look at the word of God knowing that it is uh, the uh, truth, knowing that it is God's Word, 
I believe it ought to settle into our hearts and uh, that we take notice of what the Word of God says. Uh, for Jesus said that, uh, that the truth shall set you free. And certainly we know that it does. Uh, but the Word of God is meant to be a help to us. As I believe Paul told Timothy, uh, he said, Has it been a prophet to you? And uh, has it uh, been something that you have applied to your life? That it's been a prophet to you? It's been a help to you? And the Word of God uh, can be a help to you. Uh, and it needs to be a help to you, certainly in the day and time that we live in. But as James says, we need to be swift to hear, and we need to be uh, uh, slow to speak, and we need to be uh, uh, slow of wrath, meaning uh, that the wrath worketh not the righteousness of God. And we live, uh, and it's always been this way, uh, when you find there the, the first murder in the Bible that took place, uh, was there between two brothers. Uh, that was Cain and Abel. The Bible tells us that God uh, accepted Cain's, uh, excuse me, accepted Abel's sacrifice, uh, uh, that uh, he accepted it because of his faith. And uh, we know then that uh, he did not accept Cain's sacrifice, uh, but uh, it says there that Cain uh, slew his brother. He slew him out of anger. Uh, he, uh, he made a statement there. He said, well, am I my brother's keeper? And this morning, there's a lot of us that may tend to think that uh, we're not our brother's keeper. Uh, but this morning, I want you to know that we need to be a help to one another. Uh, we need to be an encouragement to one another. Uh, we live in a day and time where, uh, uh, listen, let's just be honest, words hurt. Uh, that's, just, uh, uh, that's just how it is. Uh, we all was taught the golden rule in school. Uh, you know, and even as an adult, it should still stick with us. Uh, you know, we was brought up that saying, uh, sticks and stones uh, may break my bones and all this and that, you know. Uh, but listen, words hurt. And we need to take notice of the things that we say. Uh, but also, as James said, that we need to be slow to speak. And the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And so we need to be careful and be mindful not to render evil for evil, as Paul said, uh, that we need to be careful and mindful that we exalt uh, the fruits of the Spirit and what uh, Paul said there in Galatians, uh, that we are to walk this life in a way that we exalt the Lord Jesus. But when we think about these things, how easy it is, and, and I'm just going to be just as plain with you this morning as I can, uh, that we, uh, uh, someone says something, and it offends us, and we get mad. And oftentimes, we just rebuttal back with a statement because uh, it's the easy thing to do. Uh, somebody uh, says something that might offend you, or uh, somebody hurts your feelings, uh, or something of that nature. But I want you to understand that that wrath will not work the righteousness of God. It won't do it. And that's what we are placed here for when we become... Uh, saved and born again, there's a difference in us, uh, my friend, this morning. And I want you to understand, I believe there's a difference in a righteous anger and, and just uh, the wrath or, or, or the anger of the world. I want you to understand that, and we might get into some of that easier, uh, uh, some of that later. But I want to look here what Jude says. He said here in this 20th verse of, of Jude, he said, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, he said, keep yourselves in the love of God. So we know that the Scripture teaches us this morning that God is love. 
And uh, he is love. But he says here that uh, we are to keep ourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is where I want to take my thought from here this morning. And he says, some having compassion and making a difference. And my friend this morning, that be, might be where my thought comes from. Are you making a difference? Am I making a difference? As Jude here spoke in the beginning of the chapter, we oftentimes look at these verses of Scripture. Uh, he says here that, uh, that we ought to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And we should. Uh, we ought to contend, we ought to uh, promote it, we ought to stand upon the truth that was once delivered unto the saints. That's all we've got. Uh, but this morning as Jude here, he makes a statement. He said that some having compassion and some making a difference. And this morning that be, might be where our thought comes from. Are we making a difference uh, in the world? Are we making a difference in our church? Are we making a difference in our community? Are we making a difference in uh, our workplace? Are we making a difference uh, around our families? Uh, uh, are we making a difference in the world that's around us? And I mean, are we having a positive influence? Are we having a godly influence? What kind of influence are we having? What kind of compassion do we have? Here, uh, Jude puts it this way. He says, uh, compassion, it means to have pity or to show mercy on. And when we think about what it is to have compassion, and, and Jude even goes a little bit further on, he says, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Now what did he mean by that? I, I believe Jude was uh, uh, talking about that uh, some would have compassion and making a difference, that they might see the need. Uh, that, that song we sang earlier, that Jesus saves, uh, that we might promote the Lord Jesus to a place to where people know that they need to be saved, uh, that there's people reaching down today uh, trying their best to point people to the Lord Jesus. Let me put it to you this way this morning. If you knew that there was a bridge out ahead, you're driving down the road and you know that there's a bridge out. And you see warning signs all along and you see warning signs. Hey, there's a bridge out ahead. And finally you're driving along and most of us, we're getting our vehicle. How many times do you drive past work zones on the road and you don't pay any attention to it? And finally you come upon the work zone and bam, there it is. You knew to slow down. You knew to prepare yourself. But you come to that work zone and there it is. And automatically you cram the brakes and... You know, you kind of got to creep through there. But you see a warning that there's a bridge out ahead of you. And finally, you pull the vehicle over, you get out, and you notice that this bridge is out. And somebody's coming up behind you flying. Would you not try to get out of the car, wave your hands, do everything that you could? There's a bridge out ahead. You need to slow down. That's what we're trying to do today uh, for lost people. I'm trying to warn them that there's a bridge out ahead. There's destruction ahead. And church, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to tell people, thus there's a bridge out ahead. Be ready. Be prepared. That's what we're trying to do today. Some making a difference. What kind of difference are you making? 
There's a lot of people making a difference in today's world, but are they making the right difference? Are they making a positive difference? Have they, listen, when we think about this life, as, John, as James says, he said this life is but a vapor. We're here for just a little while. We've got just a short amount of time to make a difference in this life. Just a little difference. Oh, for the name of Christ. What kind of difference are we making? Are we having compassion? towards the people that are around us. I'm not talking about just merely going through the motions, but I'm talking about a true, sincere compassion. Having mercy, having pity. You know, when we think about that kind of compassion, we think about, I said earlier, that there's a lot of people in the world today that their feelings get hurt and Things get said, and I've known people that have come to church and been saved, and they get out of church because somebody said something to them, and it offended them, and then they don't ever dart through the doors again. Anybody ever know anybody like this? I've seen it that it was. I know people that have come to the Lord's house, and they've been involved, and then somebody said something to them, it offended them, and then they just went on with their life said, well, I'm not going to go back to church because this happened or that happened. We've got to be careful about what we say. We've got to be careful about how we go about it. We've got to make sure that it's of God. We've got to be mindful when we talk to somebody. Lord, lead me and direct me in my conversation that I might make a difference in this person's life. That I might be a help to this person. Listen, the Lord's house ought to be a... I, I, I read this other day on, our market, uh, on Facebook, and you may disagree with it, but it is how I feel. The Lord's house is for a bunch... Listen, we're a bunch of imperfect people trying to come and worship a perfect God. Does that make sense? There's none of us here that has any righteousness about us. There's none of us that have uh, anything good about us except what God's put in our heart. That's the only thing good about us. But we've got to be careful about how we talk to people. We've got to be mindful that uh, my, my position is, is to make a difference in somebody's life that I might help them. I want to help you this morning. And listen, that's what we need to do for our brothers and sisters is help them. We need to encourage them. We need to be there for them. We need to pray for them. If they've got something going on in their life, listen, don't run them down, but help them. Pray for them. Reach out to them. Listen, we want to get them back in church. Isn't that what you want? That's what I want. I believe that's what the Lord wants. Listen to what He says. I read part of these verses of Scripture the other day. Matthew in the 6th chapter says, I want to read these remaining two verses. I felt the need to leave these off last Sunday. Jesus said this after he gave the model prayer. He said, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither with your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, that word trespasses means uh, an offense. 
uh, something that they've done that has offended you, something that they've done that has wronged you. Now, Jesus says, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither with your Father forgive your trespasses. And when we think about what God has done for us in our life, and we think about how many times that He's forgiven us, how many times have we got down in our prayer closet and we said, Lord, I know I've messed up again. I know I've failed you. I know I've let you down. I know I've, I've done these things, God, but would you help me? Would you uh, just establish my goings again? Would you get me in a place, God, to where you can use me? And then he reaches down with his hand of great love and he forgives you and he casts them as far as uh, from the east is from the west. And then how often is it hard for us to forgive those that trespass against us? Now listen to what he says. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you of yours. Now some of this stuff is hard to hear sometimes. But you think about the people that have wronged you in your life. I told you last week that stuff will eat you alive if you let it. You know what will eat you alive? Bitterness. Not a willingness to have forgiveness in your heart. You ever laid there in bed at night and you thought about this person that has wronged you and hurt you or said things about you and you've rolled it over in your mind and rolled it over in your mind and, and finally you realize it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning you hadn't got a wink of sleep? Boy, I've done that. And you know what? After I finally got a hold to myself and I looked up one night, you know what I realized? that that person that I was worried to death so much about, they was sleeping just as fine as they could in their bed. How hard is it sometimes for us to forgive people when the Lord Jesus has forgiven us of every sin and He's commanded us to forgive them? Now, boy, that's hard. People have said things People's mocked you. Maybe people's made fun of you. Maybe people said, listen, that's just the nature of being a person. Have I ever been that way? Sure I have. Everybody has, hasn't they? But boy, I desire to be in a place where God can use me. I want to be in a place that God, would you help me to forgive this person? You ever been there before? There's been people in the world that have went down and run people's names down. But if you let that just set in your heart and bitter, you'll get to a place to where you can't even serve God. How important it is. Listen, when we think about what it is to have compassion, Jesus said this, he said when Jesus, uh, this is our, our reading over here, I believe this is in the 14th chapter. He said in the 13th verse, he said, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved 
with compassion towards them and healed their sick. He seen and had compassion on them. And it says, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves vehicles. But Jesus said unto them, they, had, uh, they need not to depart, give you them to eat. And they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, bring them hither to me. And we know there that he fed that great multitude. Uh, but Jesus uh, didn't cast them away. He didn't say, well, let them go into the city. But yet he showed them compassion. And my friend, I'm afraid that we're living in a day and time where compassion is failing mankind. Uh, that it's, uh, we're living in a day and time where everybody has this sense of, well, I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to take care of my family and I'm going to make sure that we're okay. But my friend, that's contrary to what the Word of God teaches. We're to have compassion for our friends, our neighbors, our loved ones, people we've never met before. We're to love them and show them mercy. What about the people that wronged you? What about the people that's hurt your feelings? I've heard people make comments before in their own churches and say things, well, I wouldn't go down there and have fellowship supper with them on Sunday morning. That ain't my kind of people. Now, folks, does that even make sense? They belong to the same body of Christ. They go to church together. I've heard people make comments. Well, you, if you ever heard what this person said, you wouldn't be friends with them. Folks, we go to the same body of Christ. Churches all the time make comments about different. I don't understand all that. We're to be a unified body. Together in one accord, serving the Lord Jesus, exalting His name. And there's people running people down. It don't make sense to me. I don't understand it. How can you be compassionate? How can you reach down to the lost and dying world when you can't even unify each other? People say, well, I don't like that kind of stuff, preacher. I'm just telling you how it is this morning. I don't understand it either. But I'm telling you what the Word of God says. You're to love your neighbor as yourself. When you think about how much, how much does Casey Cole love himself? Well, I, 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 I like myself pretty decent, I guess. Even though I don't think I'm any count. But I love my neighbor. You think about those that have wronged you, have hurt you, said things about you. Boy, I'm telling you, you need to pray for them. You need to love them. The Bible says you'll heap coals of fire upon their head. I don't know about all that, but I'll tell you this. You want to grow, and I mean really grow, show them compassion. Show them love. Jesus hung there on the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they was crucifying him. Now, I'm not saying in ever, uh, listen, I'm not saying just don't stand upon the truth. I'm not saying don't take a stand. 
Uh, My friend, we've got to stand upon the truth, and sometimes that offends people. But my friend, I'm telling you, there's a way to go about it. You can make a difference in somebody's life if you allow yourself to make a difference in someone's life. You think about the little nobodies out there, and listen, I I like that song that I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. I'm just a nobody. But you think about these little people out here on the street that maybe don't have two, two nickels to rub together. And boy, sometimes they're just some of the most gentlest, kindest people you've ever met before in your life. And how many times we pass by. I'm not telling you go out here and get yourself in trouble and get hurt and all this and that. I believe we've got to protect ourselves. But I am saying that if we're not careful, we'll have a judgmental attitude about people. And we'll look down on somebody because they're not dressed like we are. They don't talk like we are. They're not from where we are. They don't do this the same way as we do that. Or they like this kind of music. Or they pray this away. Or this. Or Listen. That's not going to get us anywhere. We have to show compassion. We don't have to. But as God's people, we ought to desire to show compassion. Why? Because the Lord Jesus showed you compassion somewhere along the way. He reached down His hand to you and you was lost and separated from Him that you was bound for hell. And He reached down His hand to help you. My friend, He reached down His hand to help me. And He put a love in my heart the moment He saved me. He gave me a desire to want to see other people that was lost and separated. He gave me a desire to want to see them saved. And He gave me a desire in my heart to want to treat people the right way. And we need to be willing to treat people the right way. And I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about one another. I had somebody tell me the other day, he said, Brother Casey, there's people in our church I've never even talked to. I don't even know their name. Listen, we need to do a better job of that sometimes, don't we? I feel like I'm losing y'all this morning. Compassion. He said, I'll move on. I want to worry you time. I want to say this over here, what the Lord said to Jesus. He said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Now, that number seven is a number of completion. And 
Peter said, well, how many times should I forgive my brother if he sinned against me in a day? Seven? Well, that seems quite a lot to me, does it not to you? Just from a moral sense, somebody offends me, somebody hurts my feelings, they ask me to forgive them seven times in one day, that seems like an awful lot, does it not to you? Jesus said, well, not just seven times, but he said 70 times seven. Anybody know what that math is right off the top of their head? 490 times. Now, I don't think Jesus literally meant 490 times and then you'll be done. How many times can a person sin against you 490 times in one day? I don't think he literally meant that, but he said, have a willing heart to forgive them. When someone asks you, I listen, I know I've offended you. I know I've hurt your feelings. Would you please forgive me? You know what we need to do then? We need to forgive them. We need to ask God, Lord, would you help me? And we need to forgive them. If you want to have a peace in your heart to be able to serve the Lord, listen, you've got to get to a place to where you can forgive people and move on with it. How often do we forgive somebody and then it comes back up two or three days later, a month later, this and that? Have you really forgiven them then? You want to forgive somebody, you go to the Lord Jesus and you lay it at His feet and say, God, I'm not able to take care of this. I know I can't, but Lord, I want to forgive them. And you lay it at His feet. And you know what He'll do? He'll take care of it. How hard is that to do for us sometimes, though? You want to know why? Because, boy, I want to hang on to it the best that I can. I want to try to work it out. I want to try to make it better. You know who's the one that makes it better? He does. He does. How are we to conduct ourselves when we find ought against our bread? I was talking to somebody one day, and they come to me about something one time, and I said, well, just go to them and talk to them. They said, they won't talk to me anymore. That's the way I find the Scripture tells me to talk to them. He said, moreover, if thy brother should trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Go to them. Talk to them about it. Uh, Listen, we don't have to be a jerk about it, but go to them and talk to him Alone. I don't think we have to belittle somebody, do we? I don't think we have to uh, uh, make it look like something that it ought not look at. Uh, I've talked to people. I've uh, talked to them on, listen, uh, this has been this way. This has hurt my feelings. Or, or I don't know even know how I've worded it, but I've talked to them. Listen, can we work through this? We sit down and we talk like adults. You know what my sincere desire is, church? If I've ever offended you, I'd ask you to forgive me. And you know what? That ought to be each and every one of our sincere desires. If I've offended you, would you please forgive me? There's enough turmoil in the world today that we don't need turmoil in the Lord's house. That when we come to the Lord's house, we need to be a unified body in one accord. Not that this one's hurt this feelings or this one said this one or I won't go to fellowship meal because this happened 20 years ago. Whatever. All that stuff's silliness to me, people. 
I don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings this morning, but it just don't make sense. If you've got aught against your brother, go to him and talk to him about it. And then if he won't hear you, get another one. Go to him, talk to him. When we have compassion, you know, I'm about to be done. Y'all are saying, thank God. Look over here in the 10th chapter. I want to read this to you and I'll try to be done. Look over here in the 10th chapter. It said, Behold, there was a certain lawyer that stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit life, eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law, how readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Well, who is thy neighbor? He was wanting to justify himself. Well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that away, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at, at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his, on his beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was the neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy unto him. And said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. The Samaritan, uh, listen, uh, these two would not have, most of the time the Samaritan would have been like the priest and the Levite. He would have just, uh, would have passed by on the other side. They would have had no dealings with one another. But he had compassion on him. He took the time to have compassion. He reached out to this man in need. And my friend, I certainly believe in this life, uh, we can be blessed for the deeds that we do and the deeds that we don't do. Uh, and this morning, I, I don't know your heart. All I know what my heart is this morning. And I know that uh, we've got to be willing to forgive one another. We've got to be willing to get to a place to where we can serve God. If there's animosity, if there's things in your heart that it's contradicting your worship. If there's things in your heart that's contradicting your spiritual life and you don't seem like you can get through to God. But my friend, you've got to work some of those things out. And I know from experience. I've been to a place, y'all know my, the things here in the last two years that have bothered me. Some of them know more in detail than others. And I'm not talking about anything that's happened here. But I'm talking about even in my personal life. There's people that have said things people that have done things, uh, people that have tried to, uh, one person 
just in particular, that's tried to make it very hard on me in certain circumstances of my life. And I'm not saying this to boast in me. And boy, I'm going to tell you, I was mad for a long time. I really was. But you know what I finally had to do? I got down to a place, and I began to pray for that man. And said, Lord, would you help him? Lord, help him. I'm not going to say me and him's on the best of terms, and it's not because I don't want that. I tried. But folks, I'm telling you this morning, if you let bitterness set up in your heart, it's hard to serve the Lord. You want to make a difference in this life? You want to reach down? We can't save them, but we can point them to Jesus. You want to make a difference in this life? The little things that seem like that bog us down in this life. We've got to get them out of the way. We're going to make a difference in this life. Whether it be good or whether it be bad. And my friend, I want to make a good difference. It may be a little bitty difference. We sang a song, Sister Jessica, last Sunday. If just one more soul. If I can make a difference just in one. If the preaching of the gospel, if the miles that me and my wife have traveled up and down the road could point one soul to Jesus. Just one. The prayers that you prayed, the revivals that you went through, the nights you've sat through, all of those things, if it could point just one more soul to Jesus, would it be worth every struggle? Would it be worth every battle? Would it be worth everything you've went through in this life just to point one more soul to Jesus? Absolutely. You know why? You've made a difference in that person's life. Church, we need to have compassion. And some people, I I don't know, they get upset and they say, well, you know, everybody talks about Jesus. You know, God's a God of love. He is a God of love. He is love. Did he ever get upset? Absolutely he did. He went into that temple and he overturned them money changers tables, didn't he? He said, you've made my father's house a den of thieves. He said, it should be called a house of prayer. He stood upon the truth. And we still have to stand upon the truth as well. But we've got to do it with compassion and love. I believe in all of my heart we need to be an encouragement to people. Not, dis- not a discouragement. We need to be an encouragement to people. We need to make a difference in somebody's life. We've only got just a short time here. Let us make a difference in somebody's life. Whether that be your own children. Whether that be your grandchildren. Whether that be somebody that you've never met before. Let us make a difference. Brother Jackson, if you'll get us a song this morning. I pray if this is not, I pray it's been a help to somebody today. I pray it's been a help to you. I pray that we're found trying to make a difference. That we are contending to the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Standing upon the truth of the word of God would be my prayer. Go ahead, Brother Mike. Let's stand and turn to page 300. 
hand in hand with Jesus. That's what we should be doing every day. 300. Hey! 